Ghana Talks Radio in a mix. In a mix. The best music in the world. The best. Best music. My favorite station. Ghana Talks Radio. We bring you local news, business news, international sports and entertainment news. Right here on GTR. <laughs> evening and welcome to the evening news on Ghana Talks Radio. Coming up this evening, we have enough military resources to counter Niger's junta, says ECOWAS. Minority gives Bank of Ghana seven days to provide information on new headquarters. In other stories, Cecilia Dapa fights claims that assets found in her home are corruption-related. And government vindicated in a Japadil, says the NPP. This business, sports and showbiz, is coming in this evening's bulletin. The news will be read by Awin Temi Akansukum. Now let's settle for the details. The ECOWAS Commissioner for Political Affairs, Peace and Security, Abdul Fatal Musa, has emphatically defended the regional body's stance on military intervention in Niger. In response to calls urging a revocation of the decision for military action, Musa described such appeals as unjustifiable. Addressing the extraordinary meeting of the ECOWAS Committee of Chiefs of Defense Staff convened in Accra, Ambassador Musa underscored the gravity of the situation in Niger. The meeting is aimed at strategically outlining an intervention plan for Niger pending approval from ECOWAS leaders. Ambassador Musa affirmed that if ongoing diplomatic dialogues fail to yield results, the standby force is prepared to act decisively. He added that the regional body's commitment to maintaining peace and stability within Niger remains unwavering. Highlighting the paramount importance of democratic governance, Ambassador Musa emphasized that all available strategies would be harnessed to facilitate Niger's return to its rightful democratic path. He added that by all means, available constitutional order would be restored in the country. According to him, the commitment of ECOWAS reflects a dedication to upholding democratic norms and safeguarding the region's political landscape. Abdul Fatal Musa also revealed the robust capabilities at ECOWAS's disposal to address the situation. He disclosed that the regional body possesses ample resources and capabilities to counter the Niger Janta's disruption and work towards the restoration of democratic rule in the country. Now, the minority caucus in parliament has given the Bank of Ghana BOG seven days to provide information on the cost of its new headquarters under construction in Accra, pursuant to Section 18 of the Rights to Information Act, Act 989. The member of parliament for the Boko Central constituency, Mahama Ayerga, signed the letter on behalf of the chief whip of the minority caucus, Kwame Gavins Agbozam. Among other things, the minority is requesting information on the processes involved in the procurement of the land for the construction of the new headquarters building, as well as the names 
of the consultant and project managers. The minority also wants information on the financing arrangement for the construction of the new headquarters building and the cost, scope of works, bill of quantities and contract start and completion date of the new headquarters. Now in other stories, former Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources Cecilia Abnadapa is fighting off claims that the assets found in her house and bank account are tainted properties. She says the Office of the Special Prosecutor OSP is in flagrant breach of its own enabling law and that the OSP is merely seeking to perpetrate an arbitrary exercise based on nothing more than suspicion fueled by misrepresentation and media frenzy. The OSP is in court seeking to confirm the freezing of the embattled former minister's account and also the seizure of properties found in her house which they suspect to have been illegally acquired. Just days after the public revelation of stolen money by her house held, the office of the special prosecutor searched the minister's resident in light of the substantial amounts that have been reported missing. Three properties belonging to Cecilia, located in Cantonment, Abelengpe and Tesano, were subjected to a search. Fresh details from the Office of the Special Prosecutor revealed that a cash amount of $590,000 was discovered during the search at the Abelengpe home on July 24. At the same residence, a sum of 2,730,000 Ghana cities in cash was found. Officials from the Office of the Special Prosecutor subsequently seized these cash sums to aid ongoing investigations. These are accounts at the Prudential Bank and Societe General Ghana. But Cecilia Dapers lawyers argued that nothing untoward was done to come by these monies. The case has been adjourned to August 31 on the ruling as to whether to keep the embattled minister's asset frozen as requested by the Office of the Special Prosecutor. Two households working for Cecilia Abunadapa and her husband, Daniel Osei-Kofo, are facing charges for allegedly stealing monies and items worth millions of cities from the couple's residence at Abelengpe in Accra. The accused individuals, 18-year-old Patience Boche and 30-year-old Sarah Ejay, have been charged with conspiracy to commit a crime and five counts of stealing. The alleged theft occurred between July 9 and October 2022. During this period, the house helps allegedly stole personal effects belonging to Madame Cecilia Abanadapa, including assorted cloth valued at 95,000 cedars, handbags, perfumes, and jewelry worth 95,000 cedis. Additionally, Ms. Boche is accused of selling six pieces of kente cloth worth 90,000 cedis and six sets of men's suits valued at 3,000 US dollars belongs to the minister's husband. Furthermore, three other individuals identified as Ms. Boche's current and former boyfriends and her father are also facing charges for allegedly being involved in the crime. They have been respectively charged with dishonestly receiving 1 million cities, 180,000 Ghana cities, and 50,000 Ghana cities respectively. According to court proceedings, the stolen money 
and items belong to Madame Cecilia Abinadapa and her husband, taken from their bedroom in their residence. Now, in other stories, the ECOWAS Community Court of Justice, CCJ, has explained that there is no evidence of any corrupt scheme to use the gold royalties monetization transaction arrangement, popularly referred to as the Ejapa deal, to misappropriate Ghana's gold to the detriment of the people of the country. In its reasoning detailing why it dismissed the suit against the property of the Ejapa deal, the CCJ said the applicant who filed the suit failed to provide claims that the government of Ghana was seeking to use the Ejapa deal to misappropriate the Commonwealth of Ghana. It was at the considered view of the court that the pieces of evidence of the applicant, Transparency International, Ghana Integrity Initiative, and the Ghana Anti-Corruption Coalition, which included a corruption risk assessment on the Ejapa deal by a former special prosecutor, Martin Lamisi Amidu, would not face in law as that evidence could not prove any attempt to siphon the wealth of Ghana. The court dismissed the suit on July 10th this year but came out with its full judgment yesterday. Per the judgment, the three-member panel of the sub-regional court held that the evidence before them indicated that the Ejepadil had passed through all the due process, including the approval from the Parliament of Ghana. The court therefore dismissed reliefs of the plaintiff, including the cardinal one, which was that the Ejepadil was a violation of Article 21.1 of the African Charter on Human and people's rights, which stipulates that natural resources of African countries would be utilized in the interest of citizens of such country. The three-member panel of the courts which sat on the case in Abuja included Justice Doop Atoki from Nigeria, Justice Sengu Mohammed from Sierra Leone, and Justice Ricardo Claudio from Cape Verde. Now, to some business this evening, consumers of petroleum products have begun paying more to fill their tanks as of today uh, because several oil marketing companies have marginally increased prices. Per news checks, market leader Guel has raised petrol prices to 13 cities 50 pesos and diesel price to 13 cities 90 pesos per liter. A liter of petrol formerly sold for 12 cities 95 pesos per liter is now selling for 13 cities 50 pesos while diesel previously sold at 12 cities 95 pesos is now going for 13 cities 90 pesos at total energies with other omcs following soon the chamber of petroleum consumers copec has projected that fuel prices may go up by 5.7 percent within the second pricing window of august 2023 Copec said the price of LPG would also increase to about 11.9% within the same period. The chamber indicated that the projected retail price for the various petroleum products will take effect August 16, with petrol to be sold at 12 cities 97 pesos per liter, diesel 13 cities 43 pesos, and the mean price for petrol and diesel 13 cities 20 pesos per liter, while LPG will go for 12 cities 30 pesos per kilogram. The executive secretary of COPEC, Duncan Amwa, in a statement said the second pricing window of the month of August 2023 is set to commence by the next 48 hours. Indications are that 
Pump prices of petrol and diesel are likely to increase averagely by about 5.7% over the current mean price of 12 cities 45 pesos per liter across the country, whilst LPG prices increase by about 11.9%. Now to some sports, Legon City's communications director Kwame Jomo Ajiman is confident head coach Parkway Sifabin's experience on the local scene will yield good results for the club in the upcoming season. Fabing led Adriana FC to a second place finish last season and also boost of enormous experience in nurturing young talent. In an interview, Kwame Jomo Ajiman said the club's decision to hire the former Black Starlet head coach was a no-brainer given for his experience. Legon City's take on Karela United at the Elwax Sports Stadium in March Day 1 fixtures of the 2023-2024 Bet Power Premier League in September 2023. Now to some showbiz, Ghanaian rapper OG Black has sadly passed away at the age of 40. While uh, the exact cause of his demise remains undisclosed, the rapper valiantly struggled with a persistent kidney ailment spanning years. In an interview in February last year, OG Black alias the Biggie Boy Lover revealed that binge drinking and smoking caused his double kidney failure a few years ago. I totally stopped smoking and drinking and I started eating more vegetables. Not all vegetables are good for renal patients. It hadn't been easy switching my diet, but if you really love your life, you have to adapt. It can be life-altering for renal patients when they stop taking their BP drugs as well, OJ Black said to the media. He also advised the youth to prioritize their health and adapt a healthy lifestyle. Touching on how he found out about his kidney failure, OJ Black recalled, I had an accident on a motorbike. After that, I started having swells on my feet and I thought it was from the accident, which some doctors told me they were just infections from my accident. OJ Black born Andy Ni Akrashi in Accra, Ghana, embarked on his musical journey during the early 2000s. His inaugural album, The Black Mixtape, debuted in 2006, catapulting him into the limelight. And that's it with the evening's news on Ghana Talks Radio. Log on to www.ghanatalksradio.com for more of these stories. The news was read by Awen Temi Akansukum, and I say thanks so much for making time. Have a good evening. Ghana Talks Radio, number one.